Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 150. This is Irvin, um, hosting here by myself today. Maribel couldn't make it, but hopefully she's here next week. I'm actually joined by someone who I've actually wanted to interview for a while. We've been talking through the DMs for a bit, trying to make it happen, so I'm glad he's here. Um, he has a lot of titles. He is a music exec, a operational manager, a promoter, an event planner, a host. He's also a board operator for 105.3. Um, he does a lot. A spider crazy, Artavius Powers, thank you for joining me today. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I am super excited to be here, man. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, so you're, I mean, you're, uh, you're board operator job is not that far away from here right you're like what a few minutes away did you walk here or did you drive here i drove uh, i drove but it, yeah i'm like maybe three or four minutes down the road man and we're recording here from the kuaf studios in in fayetteville um so he's pretty close by and like i said i've been trying to make this interview happen for a while just because i feel like we have a lot to talk about he's been doing a lot of good work a lot of inspirational stuff a lot of a lot of stuff where he's been giving platforms to a lot of local artists here in the area, um, which I've been saying for years, you know, like there is there is a lot of good talent here. And sometimes they need to have a spotlight put on them so that they can showcase their talent. And you're doing that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, you're absolutely right. And I feel like it's everywhere. Um, and mainly, you know, I used I started here in Arkansas with with highlighting artists and doing music with artists. And uh, I've also moved around a little bit and came back. Mm -hmm. And so it's needed everywhere a lot more than we think. Um, it's really big here uh, in, in Northwest Arkansas. We have something that a lot of people don't have in other places, other mm -hmm. scenes. I moved to Vegas um, during the, the pandemic. Okay. And um, so I went there because I felt like I kind of hit like a little ceiling as far as like being a local artist here. Mm -hmm. I have done college shows and um, opened up for big people. And, and, and you rap too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Well, I used to rap. I don't know if I can actually rap no more. What you mean? <laughs> with my new title, they might be like, hey, man, look, bro, you can't do everything with this. Gotcha, thing. gotcha. You already got like uh, 300 other titles, so you got to like chill. Probably. I got I to gotta get rid of one gotcha. of them. <laughs> but um, in Vegas, man, it was, um, it's it's not like here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you would think that it was, but you, you think about it, so many uh, famous people come through all the time. It's kind of hard to be highlighted as a local artist. I bet. Yeah. So it, it people was, got residence, residencies there and everything, and it's like they're there every week. Mm. That's some of your uh, your favorite mainstream artist places to to kick it. You know? Yeah. So like it's tough to be like highlighted like somebody like me. With it, it's probably like a million of me there, mm -hmm. and the competition is 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 way tougher. And then you have California that's literally just yeah. like right down the street. So it's it's different. So it's very special what's going on here in Northwest Arkansas. And are you originally from Arkansas? No, sir. Where are you from? I'm from Mississippi. I moved okay. here to Arkansas uh, around, uh, I was 21 when I moved here. And um, it's crazy because this is the first place I ever went to, like a, a bar and a club that, you know, I, yeah. I never witnessed that. In Mississippi, I was kind of like a homebody. Mm -hmm. I stayed home most of the time, and, and I played sports and okay. uh, things like that. But I wasn't really even into, like, making music in Mississippi. It was when mm -hmm. I moved here is when I experienced most of everything. A lot a lot of growing up here still. What do you think was the light switch uh, when you got here that made you want to get involved with the scene, with the music scene? Well, it was a bunch of different things that actually was very special about this place. Um, when I moved here, I, I used to play street ball a lot. So, like, I, I felt like I was pretty good. Knowing yeah. them, you know, but I got here and, and I actually saw what really good was. You know, these <laughs> guys who were actually getting coached well and yep. things like that. So 
I got inspired by that. That was one of the biggest things. So I started becoming better at playing basketball, mm-hmm. and I, I could see the difference in between, you know, street ball and and being coached. So that was that was real uh, inspirational. So that transpired into things like working jobs here. And I could see the difference in between working an actual job here versus working in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I linked up playing basketball. I linked up with a guy named T.J. Andrews, mm-hmm. and 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 he had this rap group called Flow Game. Mm-hmm. And so when I started off, and it's actually crazy because how it all comes full circle. I started off just. Like liking the guys doing music, like I said, I wasn't doing it, and um, I just wanted to manage them and help them do things that yeah. were better, like spotlight them, you know. And and eventually, I couldn't really always. It was it's tough when it comes to dealing with artists mm-hmm. because if they it's certain things that they have to do to be spotlighted well for me to present them to people and people take them seriously, mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite get everybody on board with that so i was like look you know what i i i show you guys how to do it so then that made me become the artist okay yeah and then i started rapping and doing things and doing music and i grew Mm -hmm. the scene and then i started spotlighting artists that was kind of like taking what i was doing and and using it um to help themselves and then and now to a point where i can fall back and just be the guy who spotlights the artist Mm -hmm. and um and do what i originally plan to do in the first place. Okay. I was going to ask you that. So since you kind of took a step back from music, um, you don't have the itch to uh, perform or, or make more music? I, I So it, 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 it sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just really okay with just watching other people shine. And then sometimes I want to make a song. but And I have songs that I want to release right now. But I can honestly say, like, I get so much more like out of just being the the guy who spotlight the artist, mm-hmm. and uh, and it grows rapidly every day. It's stuff that's keeping me from going to the studio. Like I have mm. no, I, I don't, I have no time. Yeah, <laughs> and and then uh, especially with what just recently happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. So um, one of five point three. Yes, uh, you've been there for how long? I've been there for a year now. For a year? Yes, sir. Why does it feel like you've been there longer for some reason? Because I feel like. We have we've only been Facebook friends for maybe a few months, mm-hmm. um, and but I would see you get tagged on stuff all the time. Well, because I have a friend that works there. His name DJ D Sewell. Okay, uh, Darren Sewell. He works there. He's always found ways to try to get me in there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't quite time. Like they, it's different things that they had going on. I was inexperienced, you mm-hmm. know, it, versus somebody else who really wanted to do radio since yeah. the beginning, and uh, so I didn't have the opportunity. So when I moved to uh, Vegas and and I was living in Vegas for about a, a couple of years, I was there. Um, I position had came open, and I was also planning to come back. Mm. And it was like, hey, Spider, I have this this position open. Yeah, I know you're in Vegas. I was like, bro, you don't understand how perfect this is. This is, mm-hmm. th- and and then boom, I got the position, and I hit the ground running with it. What what are some goals that you have uh, within that station? The things that you want to do, or like things that you're interested in, um, or where you see yourself um, with that radio station specifically in the future? That you, I mean, you've probably thought about stuff. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, yes, um, it, it's been like so. Like I say, Darren is um, he's he's one of my big bros that always tell me things, and and he kind of sees stuff in me before I see it, mm-hmm. and um, so. 
me personally, I just looked at it working at the radio station kind of like, okay, it's like working at Walmart. You know, it's a job. Come there, do your job, leave. You know, don't mm-hmm. try to make it more than that. You're not a radio guy. That wasn't something that you do. You're your promoter, you know. And then after I start being there and I start seeing how people look at the fact that me working at a radio station, that's when the things start developing. Like, hey, man, I could really be a personality. So I start coming to Darren's shows and I start being on the radio, being this, you know, guy who pops in and out, you know, mess with him, give him a hard time, mm-hmm. and then I leave. Now uh, we're going on for five weeks of doing my own show. Cool. And it's called The Hot Show, and it's ran by me and uh, my homeboy, King Pimpin. Mm-hmm. And we do a hot show from 7 to 8. And, and we got different segments on there. And, you know, that was kind of like something Darren told me that he wanted me. He felt like I can do and I can use it. And um, so with that in itself, I feel like I'm creating like a just a, sh- a really nice show, something mm-hmm. that I can use to promote things if you got businesses that you want to like get promoted another thing to help highlight artists as Mm -hmm. well interviewing artists things like that so as far as like what i feel like i'm gonna do with that i'm gonna tie it into something that helps something else out Mm. you know maybe you know me highlighting artists help my shows out that i throw you Mm -hmm. know they have a platform where they can come talk about hey and i also have a show with spider you know and then go from there Mm, okay Mm -hmm. so besides that is there any other uh, like personal reasons for you why you think it's important to highlight artists um like besides it besides it like like put your shows aside yes oh uh, just in general like what what do you why do you think it's important to do that um it's important I, i i have this thing about music in general um i think a lot of people have the wrong idea about it and um and just and i also like i like the underdog situation like um a lot of artists are not going to be great when they first start a, a lot of your favorite artists wasn't great when they first started but you know if you keep putting them in your face and you keep hearing it then like eventually they're going to become somebody that you like or it's just like anything else if you keep practicing then you will gr- get better and so I like that aspect of highlighting the artist that maybe wasn't good last year, mm. but and then next year I'm getting the same people who said that artist wasn't great, saying that hey man I see all the progress I mm-hmm. see where I see what you've seen in them at, at the beginning, and uh, I like I like that that's a mm. big thing for me. I feel you. Well, I think one of one of the words that that you use on social media a lot that I talk about a lot as well is is the word gatekeeping. Oh yeah, that I see you like I see you like hashtag that a lot. Yes, and it's something that I talk about because in community activism, uh, gatekeeping is also something that 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 happens a lot. There's really? folks that are in leadership positions that don't, that like clench on to that position and don't wanna don't wanna give it to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Don't want them to be in the spotlight. Don't want them to get credit for the work that they do. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you how you experience that or what your uh, experience has been with, with that word since I see it's like a word that you use a lot on socials. Well, okay, so a lot of a lot of the music things that are going on around here is kind of brand new. Like, it, it was unheard of. Like, I, honestly, the radio station, if you really look at, like, radio stations, hasn't been around a long time. And then kind of like we even 
like getting to a certain place with radio, with Spotify and stuff, where it's it's here and there, you know. Um, I was being called a gatekeeper, actually. Mm -hmm. And so my experience with it was I was falsely being called a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. I, I was helping spotlighting artists and things like that, and people took it like if I wasn't spotlighting you, mm. I was spotlighting my friends. Gotcha. Instead of like the the artists that they feel like needed to be spotlighted. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that, it was as simple as this. Like I was telling you about my friends at the beginning of the story about having to do exactly what needed to be done to be mm -hmm. spotlighted. And so it wasn't, it, it was a misunderstanding, I felt like. And it mm -hmm. was one of the things where I don't like to go back and forth. Uh, of course, it's hip hop, so it's very controversial. You, you know, like you have to talk to people, and and when somebody call you out on something, you kind of have to either stand on it or defend it. So I chose to just adapt the name. You mm -hmm. know, I was like, if you want to call me the gatekeeper, I'm the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. And but it's a it's a different things that you can look at with every word. I'm the gatekeeper that's opening up gates. Mm. I'm not closing them. I'm not yeah. holding any, anybody back. And not only am I going to um, take on this gatekeeper name, I'm going to show you how good of a gatekeeper I can be. Mm -hmm. And people started gravitating towards it. They was like, man, this, this spider, you really are the gatekeeper. You're, mm -hmm. you're helping people out. I would reach out to people and ask them in Little Rock, hey, come to Fayetteville. Yeah. I have this show. Come this, and I open up a bunch of doors rather than close them. Mm -hmm. And I used it. I took the gatekeeper name, and I, I mm. completely fl flipped it around. Wow, that's that's cool. I, I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, um, I like to, I like to see that you. I'm not sure if you're already friends with him, uh, but I like to see that you've connected with Contrez. Yeah, Big Low. <laughs> yeah, Big Low. I I I know him since I've known him since high school. Uh, filmed a music video for him a few years back, and I've stayed connected with him. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not sure if you were already connected with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I saw that you've like recently started yeah. like posting with him and stuff like that. that yeah, was cool. Big Low was in Flow Game, which was also a part of that first group that I. Okay. Put. Yeah, I, I lived mostly in Springdale when I first moved to Arkansas. Gotcha. And that's where I met TJ. TJ Andrews went to Springdale High. Okay. Uh, and so all of these guys. That that was the first ones I messed uh messed around with up here. Uh was Curtis Evans. Mm. Like those guys, they're from Mississippi as well. Gotcha. And so yeah, Big Low. I've been knowing Big Low as far as like Big Low was the first one to put me on a song. Oh really? Yes. Oh that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So me me and Big Low have uh in like a long history. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Bigelow, he's an interesting character. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, um, can you, if, if, I know this might be hard, but, like, can you name five local artists that you think people should uh, look out for that will probably be making a big uh, impact in the music scene in the next few years? Uh, people it, that it come is, to mind? It's, it's difficult because... Um, that's why I gave you five options. So, <laughs> but it's still probably it's probably still hard, right? Yeah, it's hard because there's so many of them that are, that have potential, and mm -hmm. it, and it's more so not based off the ones that I feel like are great because I I don't judge the music anymore. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll the way I look at music is it's like if you're doing say you're doing country, and even in hip hop within hip hop is a bunch of different genres in yeah. hip hop. Target the people who like your music. Mm. Don't go after people who don't. Yeah. And if you know how to do that, then you all you have real potential. So, with that being said, this is based off our artists 
that is in the music game, in the local scene, that understands their niche mm-hmm. and they're attacking it, not mm-hmm. based off the artist that I just necessarily feels like has the sound. Gotcha. Uh, or is is the great artist. Uh, I know this artist named DK. DK mm-hmm. is in Benville, Arkansas. He goes to Benville High. And he has he's working his niche as far as like the high school approach right now, kind of like what Big Low did with Springdale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an artist named Bang, uh, Lr Bang. Yeah, I know Bang. He's he's been on the podcast before. Bang is really good. And yeah. Bang is working his niche real good. Of course, you know Jasper too. Mm-hmm. Jasper is doing. He works good. here actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jasper is doing real good. You got these other artists. So what it is is this. Um, because I'm going to name a couple more, but I want to let you guys know about it's different communities within the local scene here. Yeah. Like, Bang doesn't necessarily rap with the guys who be on my shows, mm-hmm. but Bang has things going on. Mm-hmm. It's this other guy named Cal Hippie, mm-hmm. and he, he's right down the street too. But okay. he, he, him, him and, like, DK, it's like they have their own community of artists that they rap with as well. I think I ended up on uh, DK social, and he's looks like he's got a pretty strong following. Yes, yes. I think in his IG he had like ten thousand followers or something exactly. like that. Yeah, and and, yeah. and with the music in general, like all every it, you can have somebody that's just as big as you right down the street from you, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't even know how they're this big, what got them the followers, what are they doing, and so, um, I don't, and 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 what I'm trying to say is this: it's kind of if I want to be honest, it's kind of disrespectful a little bit mm-hmm. to highlight another artist over another one. Because yeah. tomorrow he can go, somebody, the guy that I didn't mention can go viral. And yeah. and, I, and I'm, I'm and like, then he's going to be like, you, I'm like, you're gatekeeping. <laughs> you never mentioned me. You knew about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of been learning how to just stray away from being, but I learned how to explain it real well. So, you know, they, they giving me, they ain't giving me so much, uh, so many problems now that I know how to explain it well. I'm glad you mentioned Bing and, and Jasper just because I've also seen that. They've just been, they've done such a good job at like uh, using socials to their advantage, you yes, know, sir. about uh, posting about their events, mm-hmm. uh, creating cool reels on Instagram that draw attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, I've, and li- I've liked to see their rise these past few months or or year as well of everything they've been doing. So, I'm glad you mentioned them, and I need to check out. Uh, is it DK? DK. 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 Yes, sir. I need to check him out. I I have seen. I think on your socials, mm-hmm. uh, you post about him and stuff. So, um, definitely check him out. And for the people that are listening, make sure you check him out as well. Um, let's talk about CTG. Okay. Uh, what's your role with that uh, record label? Right. Yes, sir. Change the game. Change the game record label. Uh, I just recently joined them. It was a big deal. We did it at a, a concert. Um, everybody went crazy. Mm. Uh, I am a A&R music executive on the uh, record label, and um, I scout for talent now, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of wrote ties into me highlighting artists. So I got a bigger target on my back for being a gatekeeper, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be honest. But that's what I do. And um, the thing is, Farsight changed the game. Before I joined, I had this unspoken title that I was going to be the guy who um, get an artist from the 479 signed to a, to a record label. And CTG was the record label. Me and Jimmy, we always talk back and forth on social media, Facebook mostly, and Instagram. But 
my role before I was actually a part of the label was to get a four seven nine artist signed, mm-hmm. and I was doing such a good job at keeping the energy and bringing in attention to CTG in four seven nine that they went on made me a a, a label exec on those. Oh, nice. Yes. So it was super dope. Super dope. I enjoy. I I am super proud of myself with that one. And what are some goals that you have for yourself uh, with CTG? Like, what do you want to do? Do you have any? I'm guessing you all have events yes. probably coming up, right? Well, yeah, my biggest goal is this. And, and so let me say this first. But like, I feel like if you, if you started off like I did, the, the goal to actually be a part of the music industry, I accomplished. So that was the, one of my biggest goals. Like I can say I'm a, I can be around music for the rest of my life, and 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 it's my job. So, my biggest goal in uh, to be in CTG is to create a Travis Scott or Juice World type of artist. I want to be the person who discovers one of those artists, go on tour with them, teach them how to perform, and do big things, and and be like generation a generational artist. So that's my biggest thing to bring that to CTG. I want to be the person who breaks that type of artist. How how uh, how close do you feel that you are to that? Do you do you do you feel that like I it's just a matter that. of time before yeah. you find that artist? I do, um, and I I'm working towards it. I, I feel like I have the the keys and things to to. I think mostly I have the uh, with the CTG and my history mm-hmm. and with me constantly still being actively in the uh, local scene. I feel like I have the um, the statue that an artist will listen to me enough to help them become that artist. What do you think are some characteristics that th- that person has to have in order for them to kind of become an artist like that, like a Juice World? Uh, think understanding your niche is the biggest thing um, because Juice World w- never was anything other than Juice World, mm-hmm. and he he made his music for people who like Juice World. But we have to also understand that it's people who hate Juice World that that, that never like that sad boy type of music. Yeah, and Juice World never cared. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that you got to understand as far as like being an artist. And um, it, I'm going for the people who like me. If if it's a billion people who like me, I'm gonna like I'm gonna go after them and not the people who are talking bad and don't. That's that's rule number one. Humbleness, being able to be coachable. It's, it's number two. If I can get an artist that can do those two, we really got something going on. Mm-hmm. The drive to want to make music, do music, this is something that you really want to do and not something that you're doing just because it sounds cool or your friends are pressuring you to do it. If you have those things where you you practically make music because that's what you want to do, like, like you want a podcast, mm-hmm. like I want to throw shows, an artist that can do that, understand their niche, and um and coachable i feel like you can create anything with those type of things and mm. i feel like and the reason i feel like that real strongly is because of me yeah I, I look i look at myself and everything that i came from you know i, I wasn't the best artist you know and out of the people that i was around i wasn't the greatest manager but i wanted it real bad i wanted to do it i woke up and did it every day and it didn't matter who didn't like me and and what who thought that I wouldn't make it as it I just hung around the people who did. And what do you think you offer as uh, besides what you just mentioned right now? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think you offer as 
you know, someone that an artist can connect with and, you know, you can do like the promoting, you can do like the manager. Uh, what do you think you offer to these artists that, um, you know, that, that need someone like you uh, to manage them or to, or to highlight them? Mm -hmm. um, what can you do for these artists yourself? Well, uh, things right as of right now, I can I, I can get you a radio interview on a on a real radio station, mm -hmm. you know, and and I say that because we didn't have it, yeah. and and we were still artists. That's a plus. You mm -hmm. can just be an artist out here, not being able to get at a radio station, or you can be getting charged thousands of dollars just for this type of interview. Yeah. Um, a platform to display your music. Um, I'm kind of like a co-signer. If I say, hey, this song sounds pretty good, a lot of people might. I like your chances of somebody that you don't know listening to it is going to work. I used to have a platform called uh, it was a music review show. Okay, I think I've seen it on Facebook. Yes. Okay. And uh, it was with a guy named Dylan Avery George, and it was really mm -hmm. huge during the pandemic. And we kind of reached out to different states, different countries, honestly, because everybody was at home on Facebook during yeah. this time. And so I have a platform on my Spider-Verse page. And, and, and I'm going to tell you guys something. that Facebook has done something called the professional mode. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys know about it, but it, it changes your in Facebook to almost like an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have – I have I – have, I reached my 5,000 friends limit on Facebook. Yeah. But I can have people like my actual Facebook page now. Mm. And so my Facebook has – Thousands of people from different areas, Vegas, mm -hmm. Mississippi, Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And, and a lot of those people come to my page for what's going on. So mm -hmm. if I share, you know, talk about your stuff, that's a chance for people in different places to actually listen to you. So I offer that. Um, and I offer showcases, uh, different type of showcasing to uh, in different cities that you can go to, Fort Smith, Little Rock. Uh, Fayetteville mostly different venues as well um, uh, Georgia's we did Summer Jam at Georgia's it was mm. crazy um, and also being able to be in front of like uh, at least open up for like national acts you mm -hmm. know like you know the artists that a lot of people like Big Boogie Big Cootie um, I, I open up for Ice Cube mm. uh, I got a friend I had him open up for Ludacris and things like that so I offer um, if I was to say it, exposure, pretty mm -hmm. much exposure to maximize. Yeah. And with, with CTG, are you actively like looking for artists? Yes. I'm. Uh, so. And where do you where do you look for them to? Like where do you? Well, so yeah. I'm checking you guys out on social media, obviously, and I'm paying attention to the work. Are you performing? And 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 thing is, it's kind of like I'm not such a like uh, I'm such a unique kind of A and R because. You, you can't, it's certain things you can't just say to me that I can't kind of like, you know, throw back at you. I can't get in shows. You can you can hit me up for shows. Mm -hmm. I can't get on the radio. I can put you on the radio. You know, it's just like you're not trying to do it. Yeah. And it kind of put, it, it makes me such a real good one because I know who who is really worth the time. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not going to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And and don't get me wrong, it still is going to be a preference situation. I sat down for like and had hundreds of conversations with different people that are powerful with music as well. Uh, people who do recording, um, uh, Darren, uh, other people who throw shows mm -hmm. on 
because it, it was a situation where Jimmy was like kind of telling me I need to pick an artist, yeah. you know, that represents four seven nine for the, to be like an artist on CTG, and I was just it was just me and I and I, I'm the gatekeeper and everybody say I got a target on my back. I had mm. to make the right choice, and so I started thinking about what. And and then I just start thinking. Well, okay, I have all this stuff. Who's who's bringing the most people to the shows? Who ha- who's having the best response from their music? Who's coming? Who's won radio interviews? Who's working the hardest? And um, I that's 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 what I'm looking for right mm-hmm. now. Okay. And um, talking about, I think I saw a picture on social media that you posted uh, at the radio station where there was like a bunch of people around a table. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that about? Like, were you were? I know a lot of them were artists, right? Yes, sir. Can you uh, talk about that? Yes, sir. Okay, so that was a chance to actually meet Jimmy himself. Mm. You you could meet the whole record label. It was called Meet the Meet Meet the CTG record label, and um, an, another thing that is it's it's the opportunities that you have that um, that I'm able to give that you just can't get to many other places or without paying. So what what that was was, a lot of people knew Jimmy based via social media, and a lot of people. And he's based on Little Rock. He's based on Little Rock. Mm. A lot of well, in four seven nine didn't really know him outside um, Little Rock. You know they they never really met him, and so it was a lot of me saying, "Hey, this. Hey, Jimmy told me this, guys. Jimmy said that." And then so Jimmy comes down, and it's like, "All right." You don't have to hear from Spider no more. Here's here's Jimmy. You guys can come and talk to him yourself. You got questions, he you know he has the answers. Gatekeeper opening up the gates to the direct pipeline to mm-hmm. talking to this record label. If you're an artist and you're really serious about it, this is these are the guys you want to talk to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's good to know, and um, and it just kind of shows you know that. You're not gatekeeping. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, and and I think probably uh, probably it is something that you think about a lot because mm-hmm. I mean I know if I would be ca- called a gatekeeper, like it would all, it would affect me. Yes, I'd be like I I I have to re I have to evaluate myself and be like, am I a gatekeeper yes. in any way? And then if if I do see any qualities like that, immediately try to reform myself. But um, uh, I'm glad that you're taking uh, like a pr- proactive approach to mm-hmm. show people like, hey, like I'm not doing this that you're claiming I'm doing. Like, and and I'm guessing like the people that you've helped out can kind of, uh, you know, publicly say mm-hmm. like he's been helping me. He mm-hmm. hasn't been closing the doors on me and stuff like that. So I think it's good to have all those people, you know, besides the people in, in, in that picture, mm-hmm. just the people in general that you've helped out throughout the uh, throughout the years. Yes. Um, and, and mostly it's people who really don't know who I am mm-hmm. and they're just judging things based off the outside looking in. Um, they, they see opportunities being given to other people. And, and um, I do uh, think that when people are not happy with themselves, they always try to find someone to blame. And the, and, and I was just you the know. biggest, the biggest guy, the best target, you know. And so that's that's what it really was. But mm-hmm. instead of just fighting back and arguing and because it wasn't going to help anything, me biting back, yeah. you know, me saying, well, maybe you should do some more work or mm-hmm. or yeah, that wasn't going to help the situation. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to uh, help the scene. It was going to create competition and create a negative energy. And, mm-hmm. and so that's that's what I came up with. Take, take control it, use it, 
and uh and it honestly um it shines such a light on what I was doing mm-hmm. that it, it could have it was really a great thing for me you know mm-hmm. and it's and it taught me a valuable lesson about you know n- not letting other people control the narrative I feel you yeah so I see also on socials that um and we talked about this that you don't really specifically have a title because of all the different things that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen you promote events, which I'm guessing you're not only promoting them, but you're organizing them as yeah. well. Yes, sir. Um, what do you think are the most effective ways to get people to show up to a concert? What what what's what's things that you do that you have to do whenever you're trying to throw an event where you're like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this right. in order for the people to show up because. I've been seeing that your events get a lot of people mm-hmm. and uh, and there's folks that struggle with that. Right. Uh, giveaways are big. I do do big time giveaways. Um, uh, making, you know, also I talk to people every day. Um, if I was to be on average, I talk to at least 30 different people a day mm-hmm. about something with the show. And it may not be, um, that it might not be an artist. I'm talking to this guy because he has a barbershop. Hey, man, you got something you want to promote? Yeah, bro, I, I'm trying to get my barber. Get some more clients. I'm throwing a show. How about you come out with some business card and come out to the show? And then he's probably going to bring, like, several of his friends just to, because he doesn't want to go out by himself. And then he's coming to promote something, so he's working. He's uh, probably <coughs> talking to people at the barbershop. Hey, I'm going to be at Spider's event. That's a big thing. Uh, allowing people to actually come and and brand themselves is a big thing about my mm-hmm. shows that help out a lot. And um, I would say that the contest and and the, um, it's kind of like a Takashi 69 approach to it. Yeah. The trolling aspect that mm-hmm. I do. Um, like I say, R&B is dead. Yeah. And a lot of people come out to prove that R&B is not dead. Mm. And so I'll do that. That's an aspect that I do. It, it works really well. And um like I said, the, the giveaways and picking the artists, the um, the artists that are actually performing. A lot of times, like me highlighting them and getting people to actually listen to them after they do what they need to as an artist, I I'm able to generate them fans, and those fans come out and watch that artist. So it's things like that, you know. It's it's abundance of things that work together. What do you, um, you know, you have all these different, all these different labels, like I said, operational manager, music exec, promoter, host, event planner, uh, board operator. Um, what, what do you see yourself as? I see myself as currently as a, a label exec. I am an industry guy, uh, an industry, um, I don't know, is that not an industry plant, but I work, I'm in the music industry. That's why I see myself as, and whatever that ends up being, maybe that's me owning my own label. That could be. That's possibilities of that. Jimmy might get too big for being CTG one day and wants to step down and do something else. I want to be able to to execute that role, uh, run a music label. I, at first, I thought I was gonna just be the manager of a rap group, and I end up being a A and R. I'm not gonna limit my mind to exactly what I'm gonna be. But I know for a fact that it's going to be something involving music, and um, it's go- I want it to be great, top tier, whatever I do. I want to be the best A and R. If I'm an A and R, I want to be the best um, 
if I was to go back to rapping or somebody start, hey, man, I need you to rap. I want to be the best rapper. I want to be mm. the best hype man. I want to be the best, uh, ma- you know, manager, uh, label owner that I can possibly be in the, in the music game. Gotcha. Any events coming up that you want to promote? Yes, sir. Uh, I have. A, all right. So we're doing an end of the world showcase, and it's kind of like a tour. But we're going to take it to Fort Smith okay. first, October 28th. We have a... a a music um, fashion fashion show is like we're having a, co- a Halloween costume contest too. Uh, it's gonna be October twenty eighth again in Fort Smith at the Majestic. So okay. we're doing that, and then we're gonna bring it back down here to Fayetteville at, uh, on in December, and we're gonna do it at the Arkansas Event Center. And we're okay. gonna have the uh, end of the world end of the world showcase too, and so. That's what I'm promoting right now as far as, like, shows. I have, I'm also getting booked to do, like, the hosting, which is, you know, not what I am, but people know I do a really good job. One of the hats. One of the hats. <laughs> that you wear. Hats. Yes. Sorry, uh, uh, April. I mean, Angel. Angel, his name is Angel. Uh, I'm sorry. But they got Diamond State Promotions. Uh, they're these uh, some kids that are out of Springdale that are bringing shows down. And I work okay. with them with uh, Big Cootie. And and they're I, I I really appreciate what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of what I wanted to be, uh, or a lot of me in them. So I told mm-hmm. them I helped them out, and the first show was great. They you know they enjoyed nice. it. They came back and it was like, hey, Spider, we need you for another show. And then also the like I said, it's different communities. That's that's um, Diamond State Promotions. They got their own thing there in Springdale. They're doing it, and then uh, Rook over at Dark Order Studios. Kyle Hippie, DK. Uh, we have Fresco Trey coming to the Meteor in Bennettville October 7th. And so it's just a whole group of people that probably won't have anything to do with the October 28th show in Fort Smith. This is crazy. But they, I'm connected to every one of them. And where can people reach you if they want to work with you or just talk to you about any, any project or anything? Uh, I, I recommend everybody reach me out on my IG uh, and that's S P I D A crazy and the number eight all together. I recommend you reach reach out to me. I always respond. I'm always checking my phone. I'm always on Instagram posting because I know that's where like everything is. I feel like everything is going. It's there. TikTok, Facebook is where I do most of my live interactions because that's where my fan fan base has been majority of my career. Mm. But Instagram is where I would, if I could do everything there, that's mm. where I would be. Okay. Well, Artavius, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being here. Yes, uh, I think this conversation is important, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to everything you're going to do, man. I, I have really high hopes for you. I think you're doing a lot of good work already, spotlighting a lot of people that need that spotlight mm-hmm. and uh, opening the doors, yeah. not gatekeeping. Not gatekeeping. And I want to tell you, I appreciate you spotlighting me. No, I sure do a lot not. of spotlighting of people, man. It's feel, it feels really good to get spotlighted. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I agree, man. I agree. I think it's, um, you know, just any any time that anybody can appreciate your work, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not only is it humbling, but it's also like, man, maybe I am doing something, right? It's good to pat yourself in the back sometimes because I feel like if you work hard, um, you do you do need to have that, like, you do need the respect. You do need the uh, feeling like, like you're a credible person for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I mean, you need the credit, yeah. you know, because, I mean, if you work hard for that credit, you deserve it. 
Yes, sir. So uh, thank you for making the time. Yes, sir. And uh, make sure you check out Spider Crazy. He's all over. He's on social media. Follow him on Instagram. And if you have any any questions, message him on Instagram. Check him out also on 105.3. Yes, sir. Um, he's on there as well. And you're going to see him all over Fayetteville as well. So don't forget the name Spider Crazy 8, Artavius Powers. He's going to be in the area doing a lot of good work in the next few years. But thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you, guys. And that was the end of episode 150 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Irvin signing off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.